0: BJMo Oncotalks, a podcast series that gives you regular updates on practice-changing news in the field of oncology. Radical surgery with or without cisplatin-based neoadjuvant chemotherapy is the backbone of the current treatment strategy for patients with muscle-invasive urethelial carcinoma. For the moment, there is no evidence supporting adjuvant therapy in this setting, but several studies are looking into this. At ASCO 2020, Professor Maha Hussein, oncologist at the Comprehensive Cancer Center of the Northwestern University in Chicago, presented the results of the Phase III Vigor 10 study, evaluating the use of adjuvant atizolizumab
1: in this setting. Muscle invasive urothelial cancer uh, is a disease that can be deadly. The standard of care over the past, I want to say, three decades have uh, pretty much identified the role of neoadjuvant chemotherapy, cisplatin-based chemotherapy, plus surgery as the standard of care. Uh, This has a highest chance of uh, longer survival and potential cure. However, for a good number of patients uh, who are either not eligible for cisplatin uh, chemotherapy because of age, comorbidities, or other factors, um, or decline it for one reason or another, um, uh, generally, uh, surgery would be the, the, the primary definitive treatment. So primarily because even in the context of curative intent uh, treatment, uh, somewhere about uh, 50% of the patients, depending on the stage of disease, could be higher um, or could be slightly lower, uh, have a high chance of dying from um, uh, urothelial carcinoma, specifically bladder cancer, um, uh, after uh, definitive curative intent therapy, and so um, a um, is a PDL1 inhibi- uh, inhibitor uh, and it's an immune checkpoint inhibitor indicated as monotherapy in multiple um, disease settings in urothelial carcinoma. It has demonstrated um, actually significant response rates, delay to progression, and so on. So, our hypothesis is that if we were to take this effective treatment in advanced disease and advance it into earlier stages of the disease, we may have a better chance of enhancing outcomes and increasing the cure rate. So, Invigor 010 uh, was a randomized prospective clinical trial that included patients who had high-risk muscle-invasive urothelial cancer of either the bladder, renal pelvis, or the ureter. So the upper tract, the lower tract was not included. Um, and the patients had to have had definitive surgery, which is either radical cystectomy with lymph node dissection or nephra with lymph node dissection. And uh, the window of about four week, 14 weeks from the date of the surgery was um, required. Now, the trial did allow patients who have received neoadjuvant chemotherapy. However, if they received neoadjuvant chemotherapy, at a minimum, they would have had to have a residual disease of pathologic T2 uh, up to T4a or irrespective of T-status node positive disease. In the setting of patients who have not received um, neoadjuvant chemotherapy, at a minimum, they had to have a pathologic T3 uh, or up to T4a or pathologic node positive disease. Um, There was uh, patients who actually, say, had surgery and were found to have high-risk disease um, would have had to be um, declined or ineligible to receive um, cisplatin-based adjuvant chemotherapy, and then, obviously, adequate performance status and so on. Now, the study was stratified by a variety of uh, prognostically important factors, including the number of lymph nodes that were uh, removed at the time of the surgery, uh, if they have received prior neoadjuvant chemo or not, the lymph node status, if they had positive nodes or not, the pathologic T status, and uh, the PDL status for them. And then there was a one to one randomization after stratification by risk factors to a Tazo uh, Lizumab, which was the conventional dose, 1200 milligrams every three weeks for a total of one year or 16 cycles or observation. So overall, I would say the treatment was uh, fairly well tolerated. There were not many high-grade adverse events. However, the primary endpoint, which was disease-free survival, and of note, I should um, uh, point out that the study design, the primary endpoint was disease-free survival, and this was a hierarchical design uh, with the primary, as I mentioned, being the disease-free survival, um, the uh, the statistical design was based on an 80% power to detect a hazard ratio of 0.75 on the assumption that the control arm will have a median disease-free survival um, of um, 20 um, months. And uh, basically... 800 patients were required for this uh, particular design. And at the end of the day, the disease-free survival, unfortunately, while it was longer um, in the Atezo arm, 19.4 months, uh, it, it compared to the 16.6 months in the observation arm, it did not reach statistical significance. Um, the hazard ratio was 0.89, but the p-value was not significant. So that was really the the, the the bottom line in terms of the primary endpoint. The um, Uh, With regard to uh, the disease-free survival by PDL status, also there was no trends uh, and and no differences there. And then in the different subgroups that were pre-specified by the the design of the trial, also there was no trends that were favoring a specific group with regard to um, disease-free survival. The overall survival right now is still ongoing. The median has not been reached yet. Um, And um, uh, again, there is currently no obvious trends um, that, that, that shows any differences and, and will be interesting to see obviously as the data is more mature what it would look like.
0: So unfortunately a negative trial. Nevertheless these findings do not mean the end for actozolizumab in this setting and several other adjuvant studies in patients with muscle invasive urethelial carcinoma are still ongoing.
1: Currently there are other trials. That are ongoing with atezo in different settings, as monotherapy or in combination therapy, in uh, in metastatic disease or in non-muscle invasive disease and bladder preservation uh, uh, strategies. Um, and specifically, um, uh, there is a SWOG trial that is SWOG 1806, which is looking at this is a phase three randomized clinical trial. Uh, that's looking at concurrent chemo radiotherapy with or without atezolizumab in muscle-invasive uh, bladder cancer. The intent in this one is uh, bladder preservation. There are other trials, uh, not with Atezo, but with um, other um, uh, checkpoint inhibitors um, that are basically including um, adjuvant um, uh, 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 immune therapy. Uh, with other different agents. So I think there are uh, still other trials, and I think it's going to be very important to see what will be next in there. The one uh, currently available with adjuvant Pembro is the ambassador trial, which is adjuvant, again, um, post-surgery. There are two other trials, the Niagara and the Nile trials, which you could pull up um, the information on. uh, Looking at, again, I call it adjuvant, um, but it's all in the context of you know different designs um, in there thank you for listening we hope that you enjoyed this bgmo onco
0: talk for more bgmo onco talks please visit us at
1: www.bgmo.be until
0: next time